Welcome back to the HRM podcast. Mm-G-U-R. Is that what we're calling it now? HRM podcast. I like it. Herm. Short, the sweet, Herm to the point. Podcast. And are we gonna try to change holy from holy with a e to holy? Because <laughs> I thought it was every time I searched it to figure out, you know, if somebody already had a scene or somebody already had a podcast, everyone spelled it H O L Y. Nobody spelled it with an e. Yeah. Well, I guess. Because he's referen- it doesn't matter. He's referencing holes when he's talking about uh-huh. it. So, yeah, yeah, but every time Robin never said it in the old Batman, it was like holy, you know, yeah. H-O-L-Y. Someday we'll get special guest that guy who played Robin, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell to figure it out for us. <laughs> what made you say that? <laughs> when you said it, was yeah. it with an E? <laughs> Is there any what, sort of what underlying you... <laughs> tones? Any meanings? To what, what made that you means? say that? The script. That's what was on the thing. What is the emotional arc of that quote? <laughs> it's, it's to pay homage to the 1960s Batman, Tommy Duh. Holy <laughs> rusted metal, Batman. Huh? I like the Batman. Huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh. There is literally so much dialogue that could have been cut out from that. What? I think they needed to bump that kind of stuff up. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Come, Robin. Let's go down the back pole. All right. So, we... Just to cut you guys off completely. Thanks, Tommy. We went and saw 1917. <laughs> Yesterday. Movie, yeah. Based on real life. It was a year, I guess. Um, it was a full year. So that's a lot movie. to unpack. Yeah. Pretty, good Pretty good one. Pretty good one. Really good. To see it. Yeah. We've, we've grown to... This is really bonding for us. We yeah. go see the movie on Wednesday. Go to lunch on Thursday morning. <laughs> and here we are. So cute. These yeah. are the good old days, boys. <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, we definitely need to address the elephant in the room, Jaron, and talk about uh, proper procedures and protocols <laughs> when seeing the movie. So not only did I show up late, I mean the movie hadn't started yet, but trailers had. I showed up late and I showed up with the loudest candy you can yeah. get. What did you get in the crunch? Whatever. The bunch thing? of crunch, yeah. Those are so good. That's yeah, protocol for me, though. So they are the loudest damn thing <laughs> I've ever heard someone pour in an empty theater. During the quiet, dramatic moments. Right. <laughs> Then you passed it to me, and I made sure to emphasize. I poured it twice. Luckily, I think there was only two other people in the audience, so, you know. So just turned around and made eye contact. Just, you guys want some? Do you guys turn your phones off? Uh, I just turn it to silent and turn the brightness all the way down. Uh Right, yeah, where we work, my phone's always on silent. I don't ever... I just turn have sound. That's true. I just turn the vibration off and I just turn the brightness all the way down so that it's not bothering anybody. I turn the vibration up and I wear it on my arm. I wear it. <laughs> turn the brightness all the way yeah. up. Oh, sorry, yeah. I guess I got a phone call. I got the this watch now that like has this little green tint so I can actually see what time it is. Not that I'm like, oh, sh-, like this is a boring you know movie, but it, right. You know, sometimes you, you know, if you guys have to get to work after, yeah, work you're kind of curious about. Yeah. Right. But I wonder if that's too bright. <laughs> like, I don't want to do anything like be that guy in a movie theater. Yeah. Next movie we go see, I'm going to call you out on it just in the middle of them. Just, <laughs> really, Nick? It's <laughs> 12.30. I looked at my phone. Do you guys hate it when you see some? Like, has anyone ever checked your phone and you said something? Check their phone and you said something? Yeah, I've said yeah. stuff it, a lot. I, so, actually, when I went to go see Justice League, somebody was on their phone the whole time, like, on apps, like, looking at sports and stuff. And I was like, I said something because I was like, you just paid how much money to go see this and you're ruining it for everybody else mm-hmm. like yeah i hate that yeah, i make sure to call my name jackass <laughs> that's not even I'm not, I'm not joking i, I just want to see you say that <laughs> tommy's so pissed i scared myself there a little. <laughs> no, it's not always that i'm frustrated it's just like i just want him to realize how much a 
jerks are being. Yeah. It's true. I that always bothers me because it's like you're ruining the experience for everybody else who all just paid money to see this movie. Like that's so inconsiderate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually had someone do that. I didn't say anything because they were a bit further away. But while I was watching the movie Joker, mm-hmm. I was like, "Is this really the movie to do it for?" <laughs> yeah. Like I'm looking around like for any any pre- people that are looking to come up, you know. I think everyone. Everyone looked at yeah, me. Yeah, no yeah. I, I seriously, I don't know. Like, I was right. looking behind my back. Yeah. Everyone right. walking so, up the stairs yeah. to their seats. Erica and I just, shooting, Erica yeah. and I just rewatched it at our house the other night. I was like, this is much better. Right. <laughs> I feel a lot better. Like, yeah, this no. is a weight off. Are the doors locked? <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, no, I, I, I uh, was looking around and saw someone with their phone, and I was like, is this really the movie you want to? Like, yeah. the one movie you don't want to piss people off yeah. is the one where anyways everyone's on the edge anyway. that's dark yeah. that is dark tommy that is too way dark. to kill the mood yeah I, li- I like that though i think what we see the movie on wednesday and then we talk about it i think that's yeah, yeah. it's a good little setup we have here yeah, boys nice little, little boy setup. bonding i i don't think we held hands enough though you know i, I think that we need i to didn't even well I, well because uh, i get to be fair i blame myself because i showed up late so when i looked at the screen <laughs> i didn't know who was who so i just Sat by Tommy. Yeah, so I ended up sitting by Tommy. You know, doesn't help that you're married too. Well, you know, the ring gets in the way when we hold hands. Right. I, I t- Nick's I'm, got a girl. I met her first, Tommy. Can you really blame me? I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep this singleness for you guys. I'm trying to save myself for you guys. Every and... good podcast needs a third wheel, or sometimes a fifth wheel. <laughs> or a tricycle. <laughs> I'm okay with being that guy. I'm taking one for the team. Thank you for falling on that sword. Yeah. Well, yep. Gal Gadot, if she's still listening from last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Gal. I'll be seeing you in theater soon. Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. That one looks good. Hey, Gal. Way. Me yeah. again. The cinematography. I mean, like, if, if, if we want to yeah. tie that in. It's colorful. Mm-hmm. Man alive. Anyways, Tell me, what are we talking about this Gal. week? What were you saying? What are we talking about this week? Our podcast. What are we... Like, last week? No, this oh, week. Oh, this week. You I tried to tie it in there music. perfectly. <laughs> Anyways, trying talking to make about a cinematography, <laughs> <laughs> we saw 1917. That's the movie we saw yesterday? What? Man alive. What about it, Tommy? What about it? It looked good. It looked really good. <laughs> it was a good movie. Yeah, It was a great movie. And podcast. <laughs> you guys want to go grab lunch? No, it looked awesome. And Nick, you sent us a video later on. I can't remember who made the video, but just about the... How process. insane it yeah. was! How hard of a process, yeah, that yeah. was to get that movie filmed because it's all supposed to look like one shot. Anything yeah. but lazy. Yeah. No kidding. Because they had they rehearsed every scene because since everything was one shot, I don't know how many cuts were in it, but they yeah. had to make shots like eight minutes at a time, and yeah. if everything didn't line up perfectly, they had to redo it. Like you know, some guy accidentally walked this way for three right. seconds, so they had to start over. Or, or the gun slips off his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Anything little like that. They gotta yeah. redo the whole thing. If they were to go like a little out of focus at the wrong time or something, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Here's a question though. I was thinking as I was watching this video, do you guys think that it's worth it? Put that process much process like well, that much work. Do you think it really for wh- this, gives that much to the movie? For this movie, I think yes, because I thought it really did a good job of immersing you as if you were the third soldier with them. Like, I felt like you were following them on this journey the whole time. So, like, anytime they were looking out for, like, a sniper or something, you were too. Yeah. Like, so for this particular movie, I thought it worked amazing. Are you asking if it kind of felt like a shtick? Well, no. Like, it it is definitely a cool way to do things. But, like, 
I mean, I heard that it took like three months just to rehearse it, and I don't even know how long it took to film it. Yeah, I, I can't think the imagine payoff the was editing great process. because it's up for you know best picture. Yeah, that's true. So. I guess so. No, uh, like I said, for me, it just added so much to the immersion, like making me feel like really? I was there. Like I, for me, it did nothing but like capture me. Yeah. So I think it added to the intensity too. Yeah. You know, on, on the the whole uh, the nighttime scene with the flares oh, and everything, so right? It gave me chills. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah. I, I I felt like I was running with them. Yeah, I was sweating. My hands were sweating. Dude, on the music in that scene is yeah. like so epic. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Before is, we get too much into the cinematography, though, let let let's hurry and quick talk about like the actual story of it. Do you guys? Yeah. What do you guys think of it? I. It's one of those words. It's simple, but it's effective. Mm-hmm. Like, it, on paper, it's really not anything super crazy. It's just a, two guys going behind enemy lines to deliver a message. Mm-hmm. But the way it's done, what feels like in real time, it feels epic mm-hmm. to me. You know, so like I, again, even though it's simple on paper, I think in execution it was great. Yeah, yeah. I I compared it to Dunkirk because I mean, obviously it's a war movie too, but. Uh, Dunkirk felt real time too. Where yeah, you're, you're following the whole battle. I I, I I appreciate that they didn't try to follow different storylines. You're just following, you know, this one particular thing that's yeah. going on the whole time. There's no random dumps of exposition like mm-hmm. needed. It was just felt very real. Like yeah, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. I love how like, and Jaren, I know we were talking about this earlier, and you said like it's cool how. There's not every scene was needed. It wasn't like there was a lot of throwaway things that could have been cut out, mm-hmm. you know. But I love how just simple everything is. Like obviously it's very dramatic what's happening to him, mm-hmm. but right. it's not like these big plot moving moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Like him meeting the girl and the baby. Like was it was a very simple, sweet, small little moment, but like you can tell just like the humanness of it yeah. made, well, it, made it so worth it. I don't know how to explain the, it any other way. The payoff of him getting the milk earlier, right. and right. then like not even knowing why, just because he was thirsty, and yeah. then it's almost like that was his purpose to like take something to this baby. That's you know? what like, I was thinking. I'm like, they had so many things that it, you don't even realize are foreshadowing. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like you know, you don't think this is gonna be a payoff in any yeah. sort, you know, way, shape, or form. But I kind of like that too when you can't tell as much because it's yeah. it. it brings more of the realistic serendipity of things yeah in life totally you know? serendipitous serendipitous <laughs> yeah it was really yeah. cool though yeah i really i really appreciate the way it was done in the story uh-huh yeah i, I thought it was i mean it, it's it's really hard to keep you engaged like that the whole movie there was mm-hmm. rarely there was never a yeah. downtime where i was bored well, and i even i so like i said this on facebook yesterday this is one of the few films in recent time that i can think of i would actually dare to call a masterpiece and the reason why i would say that is because when i think about it there is not one thing that comes to mind for me that would make it better mm-hmm. like i cannot think of one thing where i'm like well this could have improved it a little bit this touch up here could have maybe made it more effective like there's not one thing i can think of where it's like yeah that was a little weak and even movies I adore have that. Like, movies that I love have tiny little things I can nitpick. But because this one doesn't, I'm like, I kind of have to call it a masterpiece at that right. point. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Does I, this kind of make you look back at <clears throat> other movies? Did you guys see Birdman? I wish I did. I, I'm wanting to for very familiar with it, but I haven't actually watched it. Yeah. But. I mean, obviously, when movies are made to look like one, yeah. you know, there's there are cuts. And yeah, you have to. That, yeah, it was really 
it was hard to tell obviously yeah. with any movie when like where the cuts were but you know like you mentioned if they go into a dark room or if something passes in front of the screen yeah like a tree or a rock yeah yeah I, I, th- I thought it was just like you didn't care if that no. thing happened you're like, just like yeah let's see what's behind it you're like, see yeah, what's, you yeah. know, where are they uh, going to what's it behind this like when they went to the Nazi bunker and yeah. there's the rat that they see and you're like oh yeah it's probably yeah. Yeah. and then it you know the rat makes the the uh, tripwire detonate yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that was foreshadowed right? I mean I'm just like Again, oh yeah, yeah the rat's down there and and that's what I'm saying like, not one moment just felt like oh yeah rats okay moving on like <laughs> you, like it, that played into it yeah right? exactly so that was spooky when you, they're walking through and like the rats were all over the bodies and everything. oh yeah Ugh, yeah Ooh, I'm not a rats. fan of that stuff Icky. I was trying to think of my favorite yes. moment and like the girl and baby were cool because it was kind of just like giving the guy so tender yeah, yeah, and it was like I think it was a little bit of just trying to uh, lead him away from his mission, you know, and yeah. break down his perseverance. Because that was like she was perfect for him. It's not like she had another guy that wasn't even her baby. Like it was a little reality he could have run away with. She was yeah. some French girl, but yeah, and it I, helps him to realize not everybody out there is bad. Because when you see like the enemy, like all you can think is like this is so horrible, like everybody's just so evil. But it helps him to realize like right. no, there are still good people out there. Yeah. Like, right. I, I thought it was weird. I mean, because I thought that too. I'm like, oh yeah, this this could be. But he was so quick when he realized that he had to finish his mission, and then yeah. you see at the end that he did have a wife and kids and everything. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. Very persistent on the mission. I think yeah. my favorite favorite moment though was when he just got thrashed down that waterfall mm-hmm. oh, and like yeah. he's barely struggling to come up and once it comes to resting water he's just floating down you can kind of see him giving up as he holds on to yeah that oh yeah and he eventually spits up right but but like you can see he was just his will was so broken oh, yeah. he's just so beaten down and then the cherry petals came yeah they all started flowing yeah. down like it was like his was his cool, past eh? friend giving him hope yeah. i love that so, so much. again that, the, even that with them talking about like the trees like when yeah. they walked through even that wasn't a wasted moment it yeah. came right. back like yeah it was just such a human movie i yeah. loved it so much well, and like a lot of movies and i'll admit i'm kind of a baby like a lot of movies can get me to like get choked up and stuff but this movie had me crying on three separate times and like i know that makes yeah. me a baby but no. like, there were like three times where i was like tears running down where I'm like, yeah. okay yeah. movie tears are manly tears yes. <laughs> and there was i i wouldn't say there was a i mean the compared dialogue to everything else i mean you we were emotionally tied to this guy yeah yeah the whole thing because um, you're just following him so closely that you get attached to him mm-hmm you know thinking about it now i think it was those long shark long shots i should say long that, sharts that brought <laughs> that shark in it. <laughs> those long shots really uh, did you, bring that you know charm that, to the character that's one it? flaw in this movie actually we never saw him go to the bathroom i don't believe that it was real now because they never true. took a potty break totally unbelievable took me out of the experience zero out of ten you know not, what not you're right picture now nope sorry there you go academy totally not realistic because a real war movie would have showed them go to the bathroom <laughs> i think we can wrap this up then <laughs> well, thanks for joining crap movie because <laughs> they didn't crap <laughs> anyways yeah no no but yeah it was just a really cool movie oh it was yeah. it was it's one of those movies i wouldn't even just say oh it was good i would say it was an experience like to yeah. see it in the theater was just an experience yeah like i'm gonna i'm making a point to go see it again on monday with erica because i when i told her about it she's like well now i really want to see it I'm like yeah i will gladly go again and i saw my dad last night and i didn't tell him that i saw it he's like i need to go see 1917 i'm like 
sorry, I wouldn't stop, but I'll go see it again. Totally, hands really? down, uh, no doubt. Whenever my parents or my family try and ask, like if I've seen it, I always just say I haven't. Really? I'm always willing to yeah. see it again, especially if they're gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go see it for free again. So I, I think that seeing this movie and appreciating how it was done uh, made me want to talk about you know in the podcast cinematography that we yeah. liked in the movies. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to take over Tommy, but. No you know, I, I asked, asked Jaron and Tommy to, you know, think of some movies they really liked, maybe cinematogra- uh, directors of photography that they liked, and movies, stuff that they thought was beautiful. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Then I have a little game I want to play with them, see who's better than the other person. I'll be keeping tally. <laughs> I'll give up now and make it easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so good either, so. And uh, kind of just, and, and then maybe also talk about relationship to see how important it is if directors are... Um, use the same director photography or if they try to change it up in their movies because i think it can help a lot i think it you know they it varies just on the story and you know how they want to make it look obviously so yeah um first off i don't know who wants to go first kind of say a couple movies that they thought that they really appreciate the cinematography for and this could be how it looked or how it was done maybe cut something like that um yeah tommy wanted to go first yeah, so I wanted to go first, but whatever. I tried. I, there was a few You'll movies that I was going to say, but I figured I kind of wanted to keep it a little bit more current. Okay. So, especially if you want to do that little competition of movies that have come yeah. out in the last five, ten years. Yeah. So I think my favorite movie of the past few years is First Man. You okay. guys ever see that yeah. one? Absolutely. No. Yeah. Very, very shaky. Very. I don't know, it just it was very immersive in showing what it was like. Yeah. Claustrophobic. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Showing that space. Yeah. I can't... What is his name? Armstrong? Neil uh, Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, yeah. Ryan Gosling. But anyway... <laughs> but anyways, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> of the same, of the same um, cinematographer who... Let's butcher this name from the start. Linus Sandgren? The kid with the Sand- blanket? Sandgren? Sandgren? Yeah. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. He did La La Land, which yeah. I also That is loved. a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love, love, love. Did that you see was... American Hustle? I didn't know. This nothing this podcast does more to me. It I, I phrased that wrong. There's nothing this podcast does more than just show me how many movies I haven't seen. <laughs> dude, me, Same. dude, me too. You guys talk about Ford versus Ferrari. I'm like, dang it, I need to get to that so yeah. bad. Like, no, La La Land was one of Erica's and my first dates. And we loved that movie. I love that movie. It, it did look really good. Yeah. Um, he's also doing No Time to Die. Which Sandgren. looks great. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah, yeah. Looks and awesome. you guys, I'm sure, heard Billie Eilish will be doing the song. Yeah. That'll be cool. Pumped for that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think he, he's on one of my. The, right. on the list of um, DPs. And then the other one I just wanted to say was Newton Thomas Seigel. Siegel. Hmm. He did Bohemian Rhapsody. Nice. Yeah, that was a good one. Rami Malek. I thought that was such an amazing way of using yeah. shots. Yeah. Like that's that made the movie. Yeah. yeah. The I think he did the it. way that they shot the concerts. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. The live aid oh, especially. My gosh. Yeah. yeah. Right. They, I could uh, talk about that movie all day. It was a great movie. <laughs> it, have you seen like the extended version of that concert? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Amazing. I, and I love that that was the tell end of that movie. But yeah, yeah. the uh, yeah, they, they it, it was just 
perfect to make it look like it was an you were actually watching a band's right. concert. <laughs> like everything tight, shot for shot too with the original, like the way that they were uh, able to match it. But. Yeah, I feel like that was, movie was made purely by the cinematographer. The yeah. way he he makes the payoff of the different plot mo- moments, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like he sells them so much. What's yeah. your favorite shot from that movie? Favorite shot? Yeah. So, man, I I don't. I love when he's. Driving. I know exactly what it is. So, do you guys remember when he goes into the the little podcast, or not the podcast, the radio show, mm-hmm. and they start like zooming out to him and showing all the different. They're bad. They're this. Yeah. They're that. With, well, anyways, right after that shot, when the song comes on at the concert of him singing it, mm-hmm. I know I'm barely explaining this. No, so you guys probably I, don't I know remember, what I'm about. but yeah. It was just the best part. Like, yeah. it, it is my favorite thing. That's I've way better seen. than what I was going to see. I was going to say when he's on his way to Live Aid and they had that reflection shot off his glasses. I, that's, actually, that's actually the one I was going to go For, with. Yeah. So. I don't Because it's just so Freddie Mercury, you know? Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a beautiful shot. Yeah. The yeah. cinematography and his performance just are the reason that movie just yeah is awesome. Mm-hmm. That movie has a lot of... Have you guys noticed it has kind of like... I know this isn't a term, I'm guessing, but like like bungee jumping shots where it goes super fast going into Uh the object and then it slowly pulls out in like the same arc a bungee jump would you guys notice that i've seen it before but i can't think of any examples i i I like also the shots i mean a lot of it is i can't remember what the term is but it, it it when they slowly zoom into somebody but they're they're uh, moving the camera along the with dolly zoom zooming out yeah yeah i love that like every time it's used and it's so it's used almost in every freaking movie but i just something like that that just shows that shallow depth of field when it's pulling back yeah that's what they did in lord of the rings you know that shot when frodo's like get off the road and he's like looking at, yeah that's practical that was a dolly zoom mm-hmm. at the time like that wasn't a that's spooky mm-hmm. it's awesome any other movies or anything tommy um i th- those are probably the main three i'd say aside from that peanut butter falcon by well, the cinematographer was Nigel Bluck, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then War for the Planet of Apes by Michael Saracen. I'm trying to think Both of those, I just thought were really cool. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was really good, too. That one he was he, he did all of them, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, Dawn was, Dawn was a really good-looking movie. Anyways, what about you, Jaren? Um, one I'd have to go with in recent time. I mean, it's actually not that recent now that I think about it. But um, one for me that I kind of just thought about is ghost protocol because that scene when he's climbing the tower in dubai Mm -hmm. the way they had to have done that where they actually was that practical oh yeah like he it wasn't green screen it wasn't cgi like he had it he did have nets below him in case he fell but they really shot that on the outside of the building and that's crazy to me because when you think about it they'd have to be so careful of not only catching him and making sure he's the prime focus but with how many windows and reflections they can't show themselves like and they're on a crane (laughs) They have to like be careful not to catch themselves and only make sure he's the focus. Plus, you you got to keep in mind like if they even kind of look down for a sec, they're like, oh jeez, like you know, like it's the yeah. job I couldn't do. Like I'd I be, couldn't stomach. I'd be that, way yeah. too much of a pansy to do that. Like mm-hmm. you could pay me five million dollars and I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. I'd take one look down and be like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> um, so that one just to me like the achievement of that scene, the Dubai scene, is yeah. just insane to me. Like how they pulled that off, and it was Brad Bird's first 
like live action movie. That was his first debut of live action. Because he'd only done animation before that. Yeah. Like he did Iron Giant, The Incredibles, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But that was his first like attempt at a live action movie. I'm like, man, talk about knocking it out of the park on your first try. Did you see like, Tomorrowland? Did you see Tomorrowland? No, no. That's fine. I heard well, that it wasn't anything intense. Like right. I I've heard protocol. I've heard the ending kind of was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I've heard yeah. that it kind of ends like on a disappointing note. But yeah. but um no uh another one is uh. Roger D. Aikens, mm-hmm. is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, for Skyfall. Yeah. I thought that was great. Like, that was one of those things, like, times where when I saw that movie in the theater, I was just like, this is just. You know so what D. Aikens also did? Mm-hmm. You know what D. Aikens was also the DP for? 1917? Yep. <laughs> a lot. Okay. Oh he's my like, gosh. every year. Yeah. He has a. He has, he's like. So I, I had to bring him up because yeah. I know we were all going to talk about him anyway. Yeah. And but Skyfall was the first time I really started noticing him. Where like it was the first time like with a Bond movie where I just other than maybe Casino Royale where I just thought man this is just a really good looking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, love it. Speaking of Deacons, does anyone have do you have pulled up or do you know what other movies he's done? Twenty Forty Nine, Blade yeah. Runner, Twenty Forty Nine. Well, if you have all day, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll list some of the some of the top ones that he's done. But he's been the. the, the a DP since the 70s. Alright, I've got it actually right here if yeah, you want. I have so, it too. You go in for order it. of most recently, going down. Mm-hmm. 1917, he did The Goldfinch. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049. Hail Caesar, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I didn't either. That's really good. Um, let's see what ones I recognize. Sicario, Skyfall. You know Sicario? Prisoners? You're obsessed with Prisoners? There we go. Rango. Isn't that an animation? Mm-hmm. Oh. Consultant. That's what it says on there. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Revolutionary Road. Whoa. Wow. That's a good one. You guys ever see that movie? I didn't. It's on Netflix right now. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio. So I could tell you, True Grit, he was up for, uh, the, was up for cinematography. Uh, Assassination of Jesse James was up for cinematography. I can't think of what else. Jeez. Oh, brother, we're out, though. <laughs> that. That's a funny movie. Big Lebowski. Look, man, I am the dude. People <laughs> call me the dude. Yeah, that, that, that guy's rock A Beautiful and Mind. That's a good movie. We watched that one in my health class sophomore year. That's how I was introduced to it, and I was like, that's a damn good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I watched that in my psychology class. Well, cool. There you go. Um, Definitely earns his cred. One other, I forgot to mention, movie that really stood out to me at the time of watching. So I'm probably going to butcher her name with how it's spelled, but it looks like it's Maurice Alberti. Mm -hmm. But um, she did Creed. And Hmm. did you guys see Creed? Mm -hmm. I did, yeah. Yeah, that was one that stood out to me at the time where, like, the boxing matches, how there's, like, that one long take of them in the Mm -hmm. ring together was crazy to me because it was really the first time I'd seen it done like that in a movie like that where you know they go from like looking normal to in the same shot having like swollen eyes and stuff I'm like how would they do that like the makeup team like how would they even like get in there make you know like (laughs) dab them like in between shots I was just like man that's insane like like to have them go looking totally normal and in one shot tracking have them look all bruised and beaten up I was like oh yeah that was amazing that is awesome that is way cool can we just point out the fact that there's no cinematographers with real, normal names? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing wrong. Guys. Yeah. One of my favorites, Greg Frazier, doesn't even spell Greg right. G R E I G. Is that Greg? What, what's the point? Greg. <laughs> I'm all Greg. Um, a how couple movies we... that stuck out for me to kind of move on. I don't know how, how we're doing on time. Um, 
I really appreciate. I thought Dunkirk was beautiful. La La Land's also my list. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel. I thought that was. I didn't see that one. Beautiful. That's awesome. Grand Budapest Hotel is. I, that was, that's one. That's that my is so nice. Favorite looking. Uh, Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> I feel like majority of this podcast is me just going, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoops. We should just pretend we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a great film. Yeah, Don't I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The part yeah. where they did that thing. Um, a couple, like, I. now that I know of some of the photographers I know, directors of photography that I know, yeah. I kind of look for that now in movies. See what they're, what's coming up next and see, like, if, if there's a movie that interests me, I want to go see yeah. what they worked on in the past kind of thing, if right. that makes sense. So, yeah, I find it interesting when directors of photography actually get the chance after, like, working on films like that where they get the chance to actually direct after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen a few cases where that happens where they're, like, either the cinematographer or the director of photography and they actually get a chance to do their directorial debut, mm-hmm. like, after that. And so, like, that's pretty cool to me. Um, a couple really that st- cool. stick out to me, Greg Frazier. Um, you guys definitely heard of this guy. So he's, he's going to be doing the new Batman movie. Batman? Um, but he also did a couple episodes of Mandalorian. Ooh. Uh, and he did Rogue One. And I thought Rogue One was phenomenal. That looked so beautiful. Yeah, the way they great. were able to shoot the size. The scale. Like, yeah, yeah, the scale of everything. Yeah. Like the AT-ATs, like from the ground level right. and the Death Star. Yeah, it's true. That's one of the Every- first Star Wars movies to really get the scale of everything just human like the scale of the death star too yeah like seeing the little uh star destroyers in front of it yeah he also did vice if you guys have seen vice um by dick cheney i did see that one that is Um, good that was a good looking movie i didn't see it um (laughs) (laughs) um another one i i want to talk about is i'm gonna slaughter his name it's hoyt van hoytma he's a uh dp that kind of works he's worked with Christopher Nolan recently and this is kind of want to tie in like seeing directors go into like just have their favorite or have somebody that they work with closely and it's not that all the movies look the same it's just you know they have their own flavor and they still keep a flavor because if you look at Tenet it still it looks a lot like Interstellar and it looks a lot like or Spectre I know Mm -hmm. he did that movie as Mm -hmm. well Diablo 007 movie Mm -hmm. Her he also did Her oh Uh, did he Yeah. yeah I, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I don't I, think it's so wrong for cinematographers cinematographers to have their own little charm. Mm-hmm. And if you think of um, another photographer that works closely with um, one director, one director, Lawrence Schur, I think is how you pronounce the last name, did The Joker, and he's done other movies with Todd Phillips. Yeah. Um, but he also did King of Monsters, got their... Uh, or God, yeah, King of Monsters, hmm. and you, you can kind of see with the colors now. Like, yeah, he, he, he sticks to warm, and so I don't know if you guys get into like color temperature and kind of yeah. you know understand that and appreciate that with with movies, but he he, he bends the rules a lot, and if, if you probably heard the saying, "Got to know the rules to break the rules," kind of thing. Yeah, photography, and they he seems to do it the right way because Joker was beautiful, like, beautiful looking. Yeah, I just for that alone in that movie, I thought that was good looking. It's true though when you say that, like knowing the rules to break the rules, because in. Uh in my film class in high school we were my teacher was telling us about like the 180 line like there's a rule like in filmmaking where like there's a certain imaginary line in your set like in your set piece that you don't 
go on the other side of otherwise it like throws you off mm -hmm. like so you like stick to a certain side and keep your angles all within like this line you know because mm -hmm. otherwise if you like go to the other side it kind of makes people go like whoa like jarring yeah but then one kid raised his hand he's like so how come it worked in inception and my teacher was like well because he knew to go for the element of confusion in that yeah. movie like he wants you to like be kind of like thrown off where you're like Ugh. so like he knows it doesn't work but he did it on purpose because it throws you off yeah and that's what he was going for and i i i hate when you know movies are just bland like that like i yeah. think you know just go visually striking and change yeah. it up and you know do anything differently right yeah. like with it when, yeah when the director of photography kind of start messing with Boca too yeah like they they can they can really like i i appreciate any kind of touch any kind of beauty with lighting or anything like that yeah um i don't know if you guys have looked at kind of dps that work <clears throat> with one director you know closely tied in a lot of movies another guy is michael ballhouse another weird name um, <laughs> but he, he's worked with scorsese on a lot of movies and so if, if you think of uh goodfellas and departed yeah. I don't know if you've seen either of those. Departed was phenomenal. Departed is awesome. Uh, Gangs of New York. You know, they, they, there's a lot of uh, tie-ins there um, that you kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess they kind of all kind of had the same touch. You know? Yeah. Kind of kind of the same looking but, thing. I mean, it makes sense, though, if you know what you're looking for and you have that history of working that person with that person and you know what you're going to get. It mm -hmm. makes sense that you you rely on them. You're like, oh, yeah, they're good, reliable. I'll get them and mm -hmm. I know what I'm going to get. Exactly. So, so could you explain the how the relationship works, how, how the director and the director of photography work together throughout the film. So from my understanding is, so they, they're, they're pretty hand in hand. They, they, uh, work together to set up the shots and the set up the, you know, how they, like if they storyboard, mm -hmm. how they want, how the director kind of wants each shot to look and how the director of photography is kind of eyeing it. Um, director is mainly there for actors though. Um, director of photography is all camera okay. tied. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. The director's making sure it turns out how he sees it in his uh -huh. head, like and how it's conveyed in his head. Yeah. Like, hey, more, more intense. Yeah. So where they tie is storyboarding and kind of building those scenes. So in that video that you saw in 1917, they built those sets, those miniature scale sets. I see that how they it, want yeah. to look at it and work the way. Um, but Men, I didn't. Uh, Mendez didn't seem too tied in with the look. Like he was just directing and then like, trying to figure out how the actors and. Um, you know rehearsing the scenes and stuff like uh, that and it makes sense i'm sure there was so much he had to work with when when it came to recording an eight minute scene mm -hmm. he couldn't necessarily focus about focus on that and the, the things they had to do with the cameras after watching that video were insane yeah like that last sort of last scene where he's he gets up out of the trenches and runs to catch up on oh, time yeah. right the what they had to do was insane. Move Seeing, it like onto different doll, try, you know, right. put on like one gimbal and move it to another gimbal, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. For those of you guys that didn't see this video or know what happened, I definitely recommend looking. But basically yeah. what they did was while he's in the trenches, the camera is tied to this crane, in, but like very loosely tied, so mm. it's able to be removed. And once he stumbles up, what they do is that's two extras that'll later be in the scene they're in costume that hold the camera step back and then slowly place it onto a truck and somehow latch it on without the camera shaking too yeah. much everyone has to just do their yeah. job perfectly right and then they perfectly had to to go behind him 
insane. Yeah. It I mean, is it just, so insane. That's, after watching that movie, I mean, you already liked the movie. After oh, watching yeah. how they did it, do you just like love it even more? Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. I so I want this movie to do well because right now, as of right now, when I looked on IMDb. As of this point, it hasn't even made its budget back yet. Really? And I'm like, please do not let this movie bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, if movies like this bomb, then they won't keep putting in this much effort. And, like, to me, it was so worth it. And it's like, I want this movie to succeed so badly. Like, that's why I'm, like, telling everybody right. I know, go see it. <laughs> you know. You ever heard of John Alcott? No. The DP? He, uh, he was a Kubrick favorite. <clears throat> he did most of Kubrick's. You think there was a kind of a touch... Like they all kind of look the same, I think for the bit. most part they. Do, I mean, it's not like they use the same camera and they use the same no. everything like that. But, but you can kind of understand the touch that they yeah, put on. Oh everything. yeah, like all Kubrick films have that touch where you can tell it's a Kubrick film. Yeah, like, right. Like even like a Clockwork Orange and The Shining, two totally different movies, totally different stories, totally different tone. Mm-hmm. But you can tell they have Kubrick's stamp all over both of them. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that just in the story alone. Yeah. Um. Real quick, I just want to kind of go. I want to. All right, this is the game I want to play, guys. Oh boy! All right, so I'm basically I'll Excellent. give you, I'll give you the the um we'll, we'll go we'll go one at a time per year, and okay. then you know see who can name. I'll give you all the options, and you just tell me who you think won. And okay. If you, if you can't guess guess it, if you get it wrong, we'll pass to the next person. If neither of you get it, I'll tell you what it is and go right. next year. All right, let's do this. I just want you to make it really condescending, though. Yeah. Okay. Make us feel really. Dumb I'll I'll do I'll I'll do some ones. newer ones, but I think like recently, like the past four years, you guys might remember, or you might recall, or you might just assume. Um, like let, let's do a quick trial run. Um, so Tommy, in twenty fifteen, the five nominations were Sicario, Mad Max Fury Road, Hateful Eight, Carol, and Revenant. Which one won? Oh, jeez. I want to say Sicario. I have no idea, though. For cinematography? Mm-hmm. Uh, Revenant? Yep. Revenant won that. What year. a shame. <laughs> I knew that. I just wanted to get jammed. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Tommy. I really appreciate you falling on that grenade for me. One of the cinematographers that you spoke about, Emmanuel Lebeski, you said his name was? Uh, Lebowski. Emmanuel. What? Lebowski. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in 2013... These are the, the options. We'll go with Jaren now. Um, so Jaren's now one. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy. Oh, we'll, we'll count that. You said that was a trial run. Okay, I'll, I'll just... No, no, no. No, no, no. no you I'm can give him this point. Broke my pen. I'm just going to be pissy about it the cap. rest of the time. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, Jaren. 2013. Here's the five options. Prisoners. Nebraska. Inside. Lewin Davis. The Grandmaster and Gravity. Which one won best cinematography? Gravity. Yep. Woo! Zaren, you're killing it. He just has one point now. All right, Tommy. Should 2011. These are your options. Oh, actually, I'm going to do 2010. All right. Because I'm thinking, I'll give you a point. I, think I forgot you know about one. Gravity. That is a good-looking movie. 2010. These were the four nominations. True Grit, Social True. Network, King's Speech, Black Swan, or Inception. Which Black one? Swan. No. King's Speech? Nope. Inception. Well. Oh, you said Inception. That seems like... I got so excited when you said Black Swan. Black Swan. My my thing was, I was like, Inception's too obvious, right? Nope, apparently not. 
right. Yeah. And, if uh, it's a good movie, it's a good movie. Okay, Jaron, 2007. Here's your options. No Country for Old Men, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, Atonement, The Assassination of Judge James, or There Will Be Blood. No Country for Old Men. Nope. Dang it. There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Woohoo! Tommy's on the board. I made it, guys. Died. We'll do, uh, we'll do five more. There will be blood. All right, uh, Tommy. Did, we, did you just go or did Jaron go? No, he, he, he just won my round. He stole it from me, uh. so... Right, 2004, Very Long Engagement, Phantom of the Opera, Passion of the Christ, House of Flying Daggers, or The Aviator. Oh, geez. I want it to be The Aviator. That final choice. Please tell me it's true. The Aviator. Oh, thank goodness. That is such a good movie. It is a good movie. I need to watch that one again. All right, Jaron. 2001. Here are your options. Moulin Rouge. The Man Who Wasn't There, Black Hawk Down, I'm going to slaughter this, I can't remember how to pronounce it, Emily, 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 or Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Moulin Rouge? Nope. Shoot. Of course it's Lord of the Rings. Yep. They won all of them. They were always winning movies. I don't know if they got awards. for Two Towers, but they did. He do, he got Best Director. But Moulin Rouge think, was a good-looking movie. It was good. Good job, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is just us choosing our favorite, isn't it? Well, what, that's not my favorite. I was just thinking because that right. one's pretty much like visually like. Who went first? That one, Tommy or Darren? Uh, Tommy did. All right, no, Darren did. Uh, okay, uh, Tommy, ninety-nine. Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, no, let's do. Ooh, ooh I don't know. That'd be, that'd be easy. Oh my gosh. I'll save that one. Alright, 94, Tommy. 94. Wyatt Earp, Shawshank Redemptions, Three Colors, Red, Forrest Gump, or Legends of the Fall. Oh, geez. It's probably between Shawshank and Forrest Gump, huh? Think, think so? I think so. And seeing you're not, I think I'm right. I'm going to say Shawshank. No. Forrest Gump. Legends of, Legends of the Fall. Legends of the I Fall. Legends of the Fall. Because I knew Forrest Gump won a lot of stuff. All right, we'll do two more. Unless there's a t- we have to have a tiebreaker. Tommy's killing me. I don't like this Am game. I really? Yeah. Yeah, three to one. Smoking me. Woo. I don't like it. So you this can, game's dumb. You can have your one point back <laughs> that you had earlier. I don't need your I'm sympathy. I'm generous. <laughs> you want them, all right. Don't patronize me. <laughs> we'll give it to Jaren. All right, now it's no. Tommy 3, Jaren 2. It's what? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, okay. no, it's me 1. I'll be fair. I already marked in Sharpie. I'll erase it's it. It's in Sharpie, man. I'll it's tear out the whole Sharpie page. Sharpie lasts forever. Afraid. All right, who's up first now? I keep forgetting because I'm looking at Jaren. the list. All right, Jaren. Why bother? I'm just going to get it wrong anyway. Oh. <laughs> Alright, 2000. Here's your options. The Patriot, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Melina, Gladiator, or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh Brother. Nope. Dang it. Crouching Tiger. You bet. That was my answer, Woo! actually. I, I take it back. Uh, well, there's no way Jaren can win. <laughs> Alright, here's the last one. Let's see, what year was it again? What year is it? I'd okay. be interested to see what the viewers did. How much better it was. 1995. Here's your options. Shanghai Triad, Sense and Sensibility, The Little Princess, A Little Princess, Braveheart, or Batman Forever. 
<laughs> it was up for nomination. I'm going to choose what I know is right. Batman Forever. <laughs> Always. I wish it was right. Oh, my gosh. It needs I didn't know that right. was up. I, th- I was yeah. looking through this list. That surprised me. It was Braveheart. Well, you didn't even let me guess. Well, you're going to get it wrong. Jeremy, Jeremy got it. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. I what, a way, what a way to tie it Tommy up. won. 4-3. It all comes back full circle. Thank Always you. back to Batman Forever. Batman Forever. The best have movie we, ever made. Hey, <laughs> audience, have we ever told you we love that movie? <laughs> I think you mentioned it once. No, I don't think it's ever come up. Did we ever talk about that? Um, yeah, I don't know any last things to add about cinematography. I think... Movies are cool. cool. <laughs> 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 um, I, I would recommend... I mean, that's how I kind of... I've been looking at movies the past couple of years is I... Movies I'm excited for is I, I look and see the last movies that the DPs have done to see how good it's going to look at least. Yeah. And then, you know, movies that I, I follow the same director photographer. Yeah. One oh, other. I have to look into that. One more. other movie I totally forgot about and I did not research the cinematographer, but I know you like this movie, Tommy, but uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is a very good looking movie. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the original with Danny Kaye is a much older movie. And that one is a more of a straight-up comedy, and it's pretty funny actually. And then the Ben Stiller one goes for like the total drama and like just artsy looking. Yeah, I think it's. I never finished that. It's my favorite movie of all time. I'm obsessed. So with you've it. seen it? Yep. <laughs> Saw it on my first date. Ooh. 2013. Oh my gosh. Pick you up on yeah. our very first date. I'm pretty date. sure it was 2013. You were 13 years old. Yep. That's crazy, yo. Yeah, I know. Didn't have my first date till I met Erica. <laughs> Jaren had the advantage. <laughs> all those awards were for movies. All right, I wasn't even around for, but it, I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's, miserably. Here's, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie it up, and then the winner gets the whole, the whole caboose. Today. Bonus round. Woo. 2019. Name all five movies nominated. Jaren, I'll let you go first. Uh, Joker. Okay. Well, is 1917 a 2020 movie, or is it a 2019 movie? It came out in 2019. So I'll say that. Um, uh, that is some real nice noise you're making. Someone might be into it. Uh, um, shoot. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, really They're all popular show. movies. Let's, Except let's for just... one. I mean, the, the one with so-so. Um, shoot. Let's chime in. Me and you can add our points together because there's sure. no way we're doing this alone. No. Okay. Okay. So for, so far, you have Joker. Endgame. Is Endgame in there? It's not. Oh, Ford geez. versus Ferrari. It's not. Shoot. Man, who is choosing these? Um. The Academy. <laughs> Academy, you suck. One uh, was on Netflix. Uncut yeah, Gems. Oh. Uncut Gems. Nope. Is that on there? No. That's probably 2020, isn't it? I've heard hey, it's know, good, I know these. We know these. We see these all the time. Yeah. No, I didn't. One of them was filmed in black and white. Oh, The Lighthouse. What's the last one? Parasite. Nope. It's a really popular movie. He's usually... Infinity War? Nope. That was 2018. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. The cinematographer is Robert Richardson. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> that helps so much. Oh, then clearly it's this. Uh, Give us one little taste. Just of a, a tiny hint. hint. Tiny hint. Popular movie. 
Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> uh, how can I be? Let's see. Hold on, I think I'm perfect. End. Let's let's talk while he's figuring that out. Popular what movies movie. came out this year that were popular? I'm gonna guess it wasn't Cats. Cats <laughs> yeah, is not the option. I'm gonna also guess it wasn't that Will Ferrell Tom Tom Spider Man. Uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell? Did you say Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell as Spider-Man? <laughs> Did I say Will Ferrell? Will Smith. Will uh, Ferrell your hint is Charles Manson. Oh, Once oh, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Time. How did I not think of that? You See, I knew we knew him. You guys suck. Shut up, Nick. You have the you know screen what? over there. You... What, uh, what movie won last year for best... Green Book. Nope. Won Best Picture. Oh, for cinematography? Yeah. Uh, um, cinematography, Alfonso Cuaron. Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, I'm trying to remember the movies that came out. I'm not even going to bother. I really don't know. He also was the <laughs> cinematographer for Prisoner of Azkaban. Fantastic Beasts? No, Roma. You ever seen Roma? <laughs> no, never even heard I of it. I didn't see that, but I heard it was good. Yeah. So, anyways. um, There you go. should probably wrap this up. It just made me realize I'm so bad at this. <laughs> This podcast just made me feel horrible. <laughs> so you guys both equally suck. I think that's what we found out for. Yeah. You know what, Nick? I, I just found out there are so many. Hey, you guys just have to quiz me the next time. Oh somebody, yeah. Somebody's you better turn. believe I'm gonna come out with it. Maybe for my animation one. I'll quiz what? you guys. And make you feel like idiots. Think of a quiz now. Think of a quiz now. <laughs> what would you uh, quiz us on for animation? What is the coolest animation movie coming out soon? Anyway, so moving <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't know. Soul. <laughs> so anyways, I have two movies for these guys to watch. We're going to try and start having the other two. And we'll, we can trade off. We're going to have the other two watch the movies so we can talk about them at the start of our podcast from now on. But I assigned these guys two movies. Before next Thursday, I've got the interview with uh, Seth Rogen. Seen it already. James Franco. I've seen only it. seen the end. I've seen bits of it. Yeah. <laughs> and Green Book. I'm excited to watch it. So yeah. I've got homework. Okay. So yeah. well, you guys can trade DVDs once you've both watched them. But okay. We'll talk about those next at the start, or maybe as the whole podcast. We'll see. We have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. No kidding. We don't plan that far ahead. The world is full of recording. opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Good, I could do much better now that I've researched my answers for the real podcast. <laughs> I think people need to do their homework next time, Jaren. What? It's like showing up late to a movie. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> I'm ben. busy, sir. Yeah. What are you building? I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Nick and Jaren. Yeah, thank whatever. you, Tommy. For being here. I don't... I've, had, I've had to go... I need to go to the restroom. I've had to go since... Probably five minutes. That's great, man. That's good. thank you for telling us. What a trooper for holding. You know holding I thought it. about standing up and turning my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I would do. Just continue on, I guess. It hurts so bad. <laughs> I would just sit here in awkward silence till he was done. Yeah, just we just sit here. Just Maybe we can bring thumbs. the mic with. What's going on? In there? <laughs> we can take it on a tour. Here right, we have this nasty talk. <laughs> here we I have a Nick in his natural habitat. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. I'm T-U-R.